Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by legendary trainer and Hall of Fame broadcaster, the great Teddy Atlas. Teddy, how you doing? Good, Ken. Good to see you. Good to be with you. Good to see you. Yeah, you changed up some of your pictures a little bit. You got a bridge behind you now. Yep. <laughs> and one of the which I see the Metropolitan uh, somewhere. Which building is yours? It's not. It's not. It's, it's, not it's not in that one. We moved the whole portfolio to Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Right. I put those. I put those New York City uh, skyline pictures up to make you feel comfortable and at, like you're at home. Looks like the Brooklyn Bridge. Is that the Brooklyn Bridge? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. What a piece of architect that was, huh? Yeah. Oh, some of the stuff that they build back in the uh, early parts of the century, it's uh, it's just shocking to me that they were able to do it. It's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, speaking of amazing, we've got an amazing fight to talk about. And, uh, you know, in 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 being uh, your broadcast partner, I try not to use those kinds of terms lightly because there's so many good fights throughout the throughout the years. It's hard to find one, a, a new one that's amazing. But this one, Saturday night, Ivan Baranchek and um, Jose uh, Zapata was uh, unbelievable. Um what a fight. Yeah, they both they both defined what is the definition and the meaning behind being a fighter. Trying to find a way. Never giving in. You know, the behavior of a fighter is supposed to be consistent with with those traits. Uh that you're always searching to try to find a way to get to your man to get to that victory you know and if you wind up doing that journey in a dark place and they both wound up in dark places being flawed you yep. you search for the light you search for the light and they both did until there was no light mm -hmm. uh it was terrific it was really, it really was. I mean, listen, I'm the first to tell you, was the technique superlative? No. That's part of what made for such a great fight, was their lacking of technique, both of them in certain areas, where Cepeda, the better boxer, the better technical fighter, the better counterpuncher, the more scientific fighter, um, developed in those areas better, he kept going straight back, so he kept giving Baranchek the bull, you know, the guy that was walking in, the Terminator, his attitude. Um, you know, he's the kind of guy, if you're a referee, you better be alert because you could get hit <laughs> because his punches are coming from left and right field. And so he he's being given a landing strip for his airplane with... Cepeda going straight back, where the wide punches can mean something, where being that they're long, they can find the target when a guy pulls back because he's going to pull back into them. Yeah. And this is the kind of fight you're safe inside them or all the way out. If you're all the way out, he misses, he hits air. It's it's like having laundry on the you know on a cold line 
when when the the clothes when the wind comes the clothes are just blowing and it's on the laundry line and yeah. that's kind of that's kind of the fight you want to be all the way out all the way in with a guy like Baranchek where if he you let him miss and he's reaching forward now you counter or you punch inside those shots bang bang inside those so each one's flaws allowed opportunities for the other Again, Baranchek's flaws of being wide and reaching left opportunities to punch inside or to counter him on the outside. Cepeda being a better boxer's floor going straight back allowed Baranchek with the wide shots to be, as I've said before, Tom Brady, your guy. I know you still love him. I know you do. I know you do. After all those years he gave you in New England, come on. Of course you still love him. And he was being Tom Brady. He was... You know, he was throwing those punches where Tom Brady would throw the passes in front of the receiver, down the field. So he'd throw the punch down where the receiver could run under it. So what did he do? He threw the punches wide, down the field, and what did Cepeda do? He ran under them. <laughs> he ran back, yep. and he got <laughs> caught. So there was just enough mistakes in a fight to make a great fight. When you add in, the, it's like making a cake. Mm-hmm. You got to add that spice in. And when you add in yeah. that spice of heart, of grit, of resolve, of intestinal fortitude, when you add that in, mwah! Hey guys, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors, been with us for a while now, Crossrope. Check them out at crossrope.com slash atlas, A-T-L-A-S, for $40 off your first Get Fit Bundle. Um, again, I can't say enough good things about this product. I use it all the time, almost on a daily basis. I typically do some cardio in the morning, run or bike ride and strength in the afternoon. So I'll use the, um, strength bundle, meaning the weighted, uh, jump rope, the one or two pound rope. The handles are interchangeable. It's beautifully designed. So you can use the lightweight rope for speed and, um, endurance or the weighted rope for a strength and endurance workout. Um, then another nice feature about this product is it packs easily to come with me whenever I'm traveling. You download the app and the app will basically let you walk through a workout. So you basically can't get it wrong. It's simple to use, super convenient, easy to travel with. Again, love this product. We've gotten a tremendous feedback from some of the uh, fans that have used it and purchased it. Again, go to crossrope.com slash atlas for $40 off your first Get Fit bundle and free shipping on your order. What a masterpiece. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I if you like Westerns, shootouts you know clint eastwood with that music give me that music rob's the best uh put that music up remember that music from the clint eastwood yeah and oh that music when they're standing out there they're both standing out there getting ready for the moment and all of a sudden you got that music and you know it's the moment that's that's what this fight had it had that music that you knew what yeah. was, you knew what was coming like in a clint eastwood mm. shootout Okay, Corral. Um, it was, boy, oh boy, it was. Uh, if you didn't know it was coming, you knew it about ten seconds into the first round when Baranchek came out head hunting and shooting for the fences. I mean, he was swinging for the fences right away, trying to catch the pay to cold. But you know what, Ken? At the end of the day, just a great theater. That's what's great about boxing. 
And um, I'm glad we had a good fight. So, so uh, you know, you guys that have been mad at me for watching UFC fights a little bit uh, <laughs> can hear how I, of course, I love boxing. Of course, I applaud boxing. It's my sport. It's my life. But we haven't been having fights where either guy could win. We've been having too many sparring sessions. And this was uh, the only way that this could be a sparring session would have been in the old days in Philadelphia. <laughs> where some of those sparring sessions in the gyms there, Joe Frazier's gym and all those gyms in Philly, uh, they, could be, they could be, you know, like a fight or, or a hell yeah. of a fight. But um, the science still proves out, though. The sweet science, babe. It still proves out because the better guy in the end still won. The guy who had yeah. better technique. You know, both of them were tremendous. They really were. And I think they should get bonuses. I think that promote over there, that old guy that's promoting over there at ESPN. Uh, you know, uh, I don't count anybody's money, but I don't think it's a secret. He's He's got a few bucks. <laughs> you know, Ken, he's got a couple bucks. I think he should reach... Yeah. I, I know he's got short arms, but, you know, uh, I, I think he should get a little help, let somebody help him, and reach into his pocket and pull out 50,000 each. That's 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 nothing to this guy. Pull out 50,000 yeah. each, right? Uh, really. Yeah. And, and give them, do what Dana White does in the UFC. Give them each a $50,000 ball. One guy went to the hospital. Give them each, thank God he's okay, but give them each yeah. 50000 They're not making a lot of money, you know? Uh, the right now it's in boxing. It's a biased market. The promoters are yep. getting away with a little something because, in a way that everyone's been shut down, it's a biased market. There's a lot of unemployment out there. The fighters, the fighters, uh, and, and managers are dying to get fights. Um, so they're taking fights sometimes on the short end. So neither one of these guys got what they deserved really in, in this fight. So do the right thing, you know. Do the right thing. Uh, give them, give them a little bonus. Also, a dangerous fight for both guys. I think. Um, oh, so much. And they both took that risk. Yeah, Zabeda came in at thirty-two and two, and uh, Baranchek came in with, um, I think, at twenty and one. So both in line for title shots at some point. So to fight each other and knock one guy off at that junior welterweight um, pedestal is that was a big move and a big step back for um Baranchek. hopefully he gets rewarded with another big fight in the near future but man he's gonna need some time to recover from that one yeah but, listen uh, this was more of a direct this was the this was the express train not the local this was the express train to the title fight and yeah but there was a local too Either one of them were in position to take the local train to a title fight. And they decided, because of their because of the unemployment in boxing, because of the urgency to take a fight, because there's not money out there, there's not a lot out there. So they're hungry. They're literally hungry. And so they take the risk. When they could have took the local instead of the express yep. train and still got a title fight without that risk. Yep. So uh, reward them for it. But getting back to the analysis of the fight, at the end of the day, you know, you had the bull in the china shop, and he's physically stronger, and his style fits it, and his temperament fits it. You, you might be physically strong and, and have that 
style where you want to come in there the way that Baranchek did, you know, all guns blazing, right? A little fat. You know, I always would say he, somebody should have sent him to the butcher market and let the butcher take a little fat off those punches, you know, <laughs> before he went in there. Because he's coming in there with those fat white punches. But you could be built for that. But it don't matter unless you're built up here for it. It's got to be your temperament. Yeah. It's got to be your temperament, yeah. Ken. It's got to be inside you. And that's his temperament. The other guy's temperament is to box more. Zepeda. You know, to look for spots. He's got to get rid of that habit of pulling straight back. That 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 yep. cost him. It almost cost him the fight. But it, it yep. cost him during the night. And another thing that Baranchak, look, he wasn't going to correct it. He's throwing too many white punches and he's throwing from far away and he's he was basically creating he was creating offensive opportunities for Cepeda. Cepeda didn't have to, you know, create offensive opportunities. I'll jab, I'll move over here, I'll be slick over, I'll create something. He didn't have to create. All he had to do was say, you know, whistle. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and and Berenczak would come rushing in and would give him opportunity. He would Berenczak would create opportunities for Cepeda. By being reckless, yep. we, we love the aggression. Don't get me wrong. That's why we're talking about this fight and the heart. But he created opportunities for Cepeda, and that's where at the end, that's where Cepeda, you know, cashed in. Um, and, of course, Cepeda gave opportunities to Baranchek when he went straight back. So both guys made the, enough mistakes to make a great fight and to give each other with their style a chance to take advantage of those mistakes. That's interesting. Yep. You know, Cepeda guy wants to be a, more of a sharpshooter, a counterpuncher, cleaner puncher, punch inside. He got those opportunities to do that with the white throwing Berenczyk. Berenczyk, who likes to throw wide and, and come rushing in, got the opportunities to do that with Cepeda going straight back. And, you know, it made me think about the fight was in Las Vegas. So it made me think about Cards made me think about blackjack, and I'll tell you how. If I was calling that fight, seconds into the fight, I would have said this. I would have said, look, we're in Vegas, right, where people gamble. This is a blackjack game, baby, because it's if you're a good, solid blackjack player, you play the percentages, Ken. You, you don't hit on 17 you you know you just play the percentages you play the percentages because you're smart you know that eventually the percentages will be there for you they will pay off for you but if you're more of a guy that wants to get it fast and you, you feel that way Baranchek for example right and <laughs> and, and you you want to get stuff fast and and you want to make a score well you might take a hit on 17 Really? Yeah. <laughs> you might take he, – he's one of those players that if you sit next to him and you're playing the right way, you're like <laughs> – Right, Ken? Yeah, you're like – Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to screw up my cards here, buddy. You're taking freaking hits on 18. You're taking hits on yeah, 9. exactly. Are you going to take a hit on 20? I mean, like, like <laughs> what are you doing? And, and it really did. Ken, yeah. it was so interesting to me. Besides the great, great heart and, and pure drama but and theater. But it was so interesting. I was thinking about that. And I would have loved to share that with the audience. And I am right now on our podcast. <laughs> where where if, you if you play the numbers, if you have a system, if you believe in a system, 
if you believe in the percentages and you're disciplined, at the end of the day, you probably enhance your chances at winning at blackjack. The guy that's taking the hits on 17, he's going to have a score once in a while. Yeah. He is. He's going to have a score. He's going to say, what? How the hell did he... How did he pull that out of his, you know what? How the yeah. how the hell did he do? He how did he do that? And he's gonna have a score. He is once in a while. But at the end of the day, um, you know what? He, he's probably not gonna have any chips in front of him. You know, <laughs> at the end at the end of the day, you know, he he's he's going up to his room uh, with empty pockets. Usually. Well, the odds are stacked in the house's favor anyway. So even if you do follow the percentages, you have a chance to lose a lot less than you normally do. Exactly. But ultimately, so I was stay there this. long enough, you're going to lose. And to me, Cepeda was that blackjack player that played the odds. You know, you know, he, he was getting banged around by the dealer once in a while. He, yeah. he, got, <laughs> he got the crap kicked out of him by the dealer. Once. He got a few bad... Yeah. Uh, bad um, uh, sleeves, you know, he, he got a yeah. few bad ones, but in the end, he was playing the percentages and he was going to have a better chance of going upstairs with some chips in his pocket. And Baranchek <laughs> was that that crazy guy that was, you, you know, really, I mean, you if you're watching, if you're not playing with him, you applaud when he hits. You're saying, look at the, yeah. look at the, what do you call it <laughs> on this guy? The, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Cazones on this guy, right? You're saying, oh my God, he just hit on 18 and he won. Oh, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> that was Baranchek. That was Baranchek. He was hitting on 18, 19 all night and every once in a while he was, and then finally, he he finally went bust, you know. He finally yeah. went bust at the end, and uh, and Zepeda hit blackjack, and and to me that's that's a little, you know, that's it's very similar to to things in life, you know, where you see right, you see the guy who's loose shooting from the hip, doing crazy things. You in your world, <laughs> Ken, right? Seriously, yeah. in the in the finance world, you'll see some guys coming there shooting. You go, what the hell? What is this? And and they get lucky for a few months, and they'll be doing good. You yep. say, what the? But then a year later, there might be an out of uh, out of business sign on their door. <laughs> you know, yeah, like somebody say, has anybody seen Harry lately? I haven't seen him. <laughs> I, I, Harry, no. Harry would take a new job and then put on a ton of monstrous bets and just take a view and hope they hit. And when they don't hit, <laughs> his lights get turned off. And he's on <laughs> to the next bank. Beautiful. You walk past his office. Anyone see Harry? His furniture's gone. <laughs> There's no furniture. Two there. weeks before, he was hanging up Monets and Picassos, <laughs> and now he's got. He's having a fire sale. Yeah, exactly. So that was. That's exactly what the fight was for me. One of the things you mentioned during the fight companion that I really liked was that um, you talked about Cuss used to say that um, um, good habits, something about good habits. If you have good habits, they're going to serve you well over the years. Ultimately, they'll serve you much better than taking risks and being reckless. What, what, what was the quote? No, basically what you just said, Ken, um, that, you know, good habits will will pave the way for success. They'll support you. They'll save you down the road. Um, they'll be there when the storm comes. And That's it, yeah. Yeah, and bad, bad habits, you know, will, will tear your house down. You know, bad habits will wreck you. Bad habits will come back to haunt you. 
and yep. nobody wants to be haunted. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I know I don't. You know, uh, you don't want to be haunted uh, by bad habits, whether they're bad physical habits or bad habits in other ways, the way you treat people or the things that you practice as a human being. Uh, emotionally, you can get wrecked. You can get financially and physically wrecked, and you can get emotionally wrecked with bad habits. So, you know, you want to you wanna develop good habits. A lot of times we think we're getting away with something at the moment, but then down the road, that's what Cus was saying. They're, they're going to get you. They're going to catch up to you. Cus used to tell me yeah. uh, I'd, I'd have a guy fighting, and he'd win the fight. And good job, Ted. But I knew it was coming. But, <laughs> but, I said, all right, what? But he made mistakes, but he didn't, but he didn't pay for them tonight. But down the road, he might correct them, correct them right now. All right, I will. You know, and that's the trick. And, you know, he'd say, he'd say to me, you know, he threw a jab one time in the second round, Teddy, and he could have got counted with a right hand. It was too close. It was too slow. It was too predictable. But the guy didn't throw it. But the next guy might. The next yeah. guy might. The opportunity, he didn't pay for it, so now he thinks it's okay to throw a jab like that. It's your job to get in the gym with him tomorrow and make it clear that it was still wrong. And, and some fighters say, what are you talking about? I didn't get hit. Yeah, but you could have. So it's your yeah. job to make sure he understands that. That's teaching. That's teaching. One of the... One of the things that was disappointing about this fight, if we can even say that, is that it was buried on ESPN Plus. Not only on ESPN Plus, but it was running at the same time as the UFC card. And I had texted you and said, oh, there's a good heavyweight fight on here. This Italian kid was fighting and uh, it was entertaining. But I was bopping back and forth between the UFC and the boxing. And I just happened to click over right as the fight started. And thank God Baranchek came out so aggressively that once I got hooked in, I didn't, I didn't leave again. Again, but it's just a shame that these two guys are both really good fighters. Like I said, both coming in one loss and two loss guys, both big, you know, decent name guys. Like I, you know, the average fan will know them. And I just feel like the, you know, hardcore fans saw it, but the, the casual fans didn't get to see this one live. And this was, I don't know, to me, it was up there with like Emmanuel Augustus, Mickey Ward, Arturo Gotti, Mickey Ward, Corrales, Castillo, to name some of the more recent, um, you know, all-time classics, in my opinion. And this one was right there. I mean, both down like four or five times each. I mean, just wild. The technique it's, and talent level wasn't quite up to those fights you just said. Not quite. Yeah. Not fair. quite. But the the heart, the grit, the soul certainly was. Certainly was. Uh, the ability to overcome certainly was. The yeah. desire to find a way certainly was. Um, it was great theater, which boxing gives us um, when you put the right fights together. Bravo to the matchmaker, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. over there. You know, he, uh, he's he been out to lunch for a while, but uh, this time he... Uh, <laughs> at least if you get a compliment from me, you know you earned the freaking thing, you know? Um, yep. You know, I'm not just doing it uh, to fill an agenda or to be on somebody's side or to get a, to, you know, to keep a job or something. You know what I mean? 
Nobody can fire me over here, by the way. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's really cool. <laughs> There's no shortage of pandering in the boxing media and analysis world, that's for sure. No, that's... Um, the, the sometimes is a little shortage. Sometimes I'm not perfect either, but there's sometimes a little shortage of a conscience, um, a little bit. But it's you know what, uh, no matter how short, no matter how many shortcomings the the surrounding parts of the sport might present the so-called executives of the sport, the so-called, you know, uh, protectors of the sport, the so-called, you know, administrators of the sport, no matter how far short, and they come up short every day, the fighters, when you get them in that ring, they are noble, they are warriors. What they do yep. does not come up short when they are the right guys. That does not come up short. That is magnificent. That's two human beings getting in there and making life right for themselves. No matter how life had been treating them up to that point, no matter what wasn't fair, sometimes life might not feel fair, but no matter what, those guys, when you get the right ones and they get in that ring for 36 minutes, if it happens to be a 12-round fight for 36 minutes, they make life fair. <laughs> That's what's brilliant. Yep. That's what's spectacular about this sport, Ken. They make life fair. Yeah. They say, freak everything else. Freak how big or small I am or how slow I am or how I didn't get to eat enough protein when I was young because we didn't have money to, <laughs> to put meat on the table and all these other things and, and how poor I was and how my clothes were too small and how people made fun of me and all that stuff. Freak it! Tonight, I'm going to make life fair. I'm going to go in there and behave like a fighter and I'm going to become a champion. That's yep. brilliant. That's beautiful. And we saw two guys trying to make life fair uh, Saturday night. And it was great to be in the audience to watch. It was great to be a spectator, to have the privilege yeah. of watching people that could behave that way. Yeah, and to your point, thank God Baranchek is okay. And one of the things we talked about during the fight companion, and I would encourage people to go and watch that episode if you haven't seen it, but was one of the things that I pointed out and that you noticed too was that um, Baranchek, when he was scoring knockdowns, they were kind of flash knockdowns, not as solid. When Zapata was knocking Baranchek down, every single one of them was with authority, and Baranchek scrambled to get up quickly, but, I mean, he was knocked flailing a few times, and those shots clearly added up when he finally got caught with the ultimate shot at the end and knocked him out cold, and like I said, thank God he's all right, but he really looked to be in bad shape for a while there in the ring, and one of the things that the commentators were talking about was getting the mouthpiece out of his mouth quickly. Did you notice that, and what are your thoughts on that? Is that something like... Like that's just common knowledge. You got to get the mouthpiece out of his mouth as soon as he's knocked out. Um, no, you, you know what? That? I'm going to give him a pass on that. Yes, you would think so. And sometimes, yes, Ken, very good observation. Yes, you want to get anything that obviously can be an intrusion, that can be a blockage in the mouth, with it could in any way possibly impede any breathing. Or you know, so yes, to to a to a 
to a point, yes. Uh, but the first protocol, and they're following a protocol, is not to move the head. So yeah. you don't want to shake the head, maybe taking them out. Because some of those bound pieces fit so tight that to get it out, you yeah. might have to get, do a little you know, moving with the head. So the first part of the procedure, and again, their protocol has been taught, don't move the head, stabilize them. Yeah. Let the doctor stabilize get the neck. Stabilize the neck. Perfect, Ken. Stabilize. That's why you see in football and you see in boxing where what's the first thing they do when they get to the point where they feel they do have to transport the guy. What do they do? They they immobilize the neck. First thing they do. Yep. They they put you know they put that brace in place that keeps yep. any movement from occurring. So that's basically what they're doing. They don't want to jiggle around and get that head moving. They want to let everything get stable, stabilize the situation, and go from there. So yeah. That's and the other thing is they no I noticed that they um that he walked out of the ring given how severely he was knocked out and how long he was down. I mean I I would think you'd like to see him go out on a stretcher and not be walking down the steps. The last time we saw someone walk down the steps and really unstable was unfortunately Max Dadashev. And um but that's one of the things that uh I think people have been commenting on was the fact that he was allowed to walk out of the ring and walk into the ambulance. Do you have any thoughts on that on that or would yeah, you I'm like to see him be in the stretcher? Yeah, listen, the fighter has pride, he doesn't want to go on a stretcher if you don't have to. Hey, I understand that. Um, not that you want to give in to that. You want to do what's medically, obviously, the right thing to do. That should come first. I understand that. But, but again, he's a proud guy. He does, he, he's probably convinced everybody with his signs. They look at the eyes to see, you know, how the eyes look, you know, whether or not the, whether or not the, the, uh, constricting properly, you know, looking into the pupils with that little flashlight. That's very important. So they're, they're getting mm -hmm. information from that. Obviously, the doctor got information from that. I can, the guy wants to walk, can walk, you know, if I do have a fight in that situation, you walk with him. You got to walk with him and you make sure, yeah. God forbid, that he, that he's not, you know, that he's not, uh, solid when he's walking down those steps. And yeah, you know, for precaution, do you think about the stretch it? The people out there asking the right question. Do you think just for precaution, just just for safety, you know, do you put them on a stretcher? Yeah, there, there's definitely an argument, no doubt about it, 100% right. But there's also, I'm going to give them the benefit in saying that that little pen light, there's a purpose to it. They look in there, they see what yeah. they got to see. That, that gives them the information they need, the doctor's, uh, I'm talking about obviously, and um, they say, okay, you know what? We we spent enough time here. We we kept them stable. Uh, watch them, put an arm on them, and walk them down. You know, we can do that. So obviously, we haven't yeah. heard, thank God, uh, any horror tales. So they made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. Again, it was good to see him up on his feet after that uh, knockout. But um, incredible performance by both guys. Like I said, I think it will fall into the category of all-time classic. Certainly, leader for fight of the year this year. Um, but awesome, um, awesome job, awesome show on um, Saturday night from ESPN Plus. The whole I enjoyed the whole card to be honest with you. And um, but yeah. 
I appreciate you doing this, Teddy. I know we scrambled to get this one up last minute because we did the fight companion as well. So please, guys, if you um, if you enjoyed the fight or you haven't seen it, go back and watch the fight while you uh, can listen to Teddy commentate on what's going on and what he's seeing doing. It was uh, incredibly entertaining. So, yeah. Teddy, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, uh, you know, coming out of your your schedule to do this. Uh, yeah, I know you got all those buildings that you have to maintain that are behind <laughs> you. You let it go for a day. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> love, love you. Hey, guys, before we close things out, I want to give another shout-out to Crossrope. Check them out at crossrope.com slash atlas for $40 off your first Get Fit bundle plus free shipping. Once again, very easy product to use. With all the gyms shut down, this is the most convenient at-home workout I've found other than running and biking, which obviously is accessible for everyone. But if you're gonna do an in-home, use an in-home product, check out Crossrope. Again, awesome product, super easy to travel with, convenient, the app walks you through all the different workouts. You have everything from speed workouts to strength workouts. Can't say enough good things about them. Check them out, crossrope.com slash atlas, A-T-L-A-S. Uh, can I add one thing that I think would be... Of course. Of, I don't know. I don't know if it's poignant. Um, it's maybe a little entertaining, interesting. Uh, I think hopefully relative in its own way. You know I love to compare movies to to life when, when, when the yeah. opportunity to do that. And afterwards, it was a poignant moment. I don't know if everybody caught it, but the the winner, very classy. Nobody's classier than fighters. UFC, boxers, yeah. all of them. Nobody yeah. has more respectful because they go up to their opponent after a hard-fought battle, brutal battle, and and they have nothing but respect. Why? We should all be that way. I wish we could all. I wish politicians, so-called leaders, which is, Sometimes they're not, even though they get the title of being a leader, because leaders know how to behave and lead and put themselves second in order to get people first. That's what leaders do. And um, we don't have enough of them. But, you know, it's, you would, you see these fighters respect each other after doing, trying to do harm to each other in their business to get to where they want to get because that's their business, that's their sport. That's the, you know, idea. And they give respect because they admire each other. They admire and appreciate where they've been, the risks they've taken, you know. Uh, you know, the risks that most people will never incur in their life. That they, and, and the things that they faced, the inhibitions they faced, you know, I talk about it all the time, but Cepeda mentioned it, that he's afraid before fights. I think there's a lesson for all of us human beings out there, just in all walks of life. Cepeda, a fighter, where a lot of times we take for granted, we assume, I know there's an old saying, when you assume something, you make a out of me, right? <laughs> and you, yeah. uh, you should never assume. But we do. We see a fighter, we say, oh, they're not afraid. They're born different. They feel different. They, no. They're afraid, and Cepeda made that clear. He said, no, I'm, I'm not only afraid, I'm unsure of myself. I, I doubt myself. I don't believe in myself sometimes. He didn't act like a guy who didn't believe in himself. And 
for all the people out there, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter how you feel. What matters is what you make yourself do. We all feel scared, even great fighters. Even great fighters. We all feel scared. But if we can put that over here and have the discipline and commitment to what we're doing and prepare ourselves to do that, we can perform despite of those feelings and perform greatly and get great things done. It's done every day. It's done every day in the ring. It's done every day outside the ring by people. And I want to remind the guy out there, there's somebody out there watching this that's saying, gee, I'm not sure of myself. I don't think I can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You just got verification, buddy, from this guy who just fought this fight that we made a special broadcast for because it was so special. He just said he wasn't sure of himself. He didn't believe in himself sometimes. He's scared. And what did he do? He went in there and did everything that you need to do to be a winner. And he, and he faced what he had to face despite feeling that way. And it's a lesson for all of us that you don't have to be a fighter to do that. We're all in a fight. Life is a fight. And um, you just, you just want to not give in to those feelings. Feel them. They make you ready. They put you on edge. Use it. But make the choice at the end what you're going to do. It's your choice. It's nobody else's choice. And the thing, reason I brought up the, the movie was I thought of Saving Private Ryan. It was a great movie with Tom Hanks. I don't know if you saw it, Ken. Yep. But it, it's a classic. I think it won some awards, actually. And it's, it's a hell of a movie. And... At the end of the day, all the things I just said, Cepeda, the winner, goes over to Baranchek and he said something to him. And Baranchek says something to him. And it kind of made me think about that movie, that movie, because at the end, when everyone, all the soldiers in that movie put it all on the line, and their leader, Tom Hanks, I don't know if he was a captain, lieutenant, sergeant, probably sergeant, whatever he was, he was the boss, he was the leader. He put it all on the line with them, and he was he was he got mortally wounded. And as he was having his last few breaths, and you knew he was gonna he was gonna die. And um he says to Private Ryan the guy who fought with him, who he saved, who, who went on, he said to him, make it worthwhile. Make your life worthwhile. Live a yeah. good life. And it, it made me think almost a little bit like that. Like it was almost like Baranchek was saying to Cepeda, make it worthwhile. Go win the title. Make everything yep. that I put out here, this effort that I put out here to bring you to a higher level, to, to let you show something that you never showed before, let it be worthwhile. Don't let it be wasted. Use it. That's yeah. all. I just wanted to say those words uh, to our audience out there, something to think about. That's all. That's a great lesson, and I appreciate you sharing that. Guys, thanks for being with us. Again, please, we love all the comments, suggestions, uh, anything you can do to show us some love. We love hearing from you guys. So um, thanks for being with us, and we'll be back real soon. We've got some really special stuff coming up, so stay tuned.